Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome to this episode, my friend, where I will be sharing with you five truths that you may not know about me. So if you're already familiar with the basics, my name is Frances Vitakovic. I am a author of over 20 books, life coach, mum of two kids, and also a serial blogger. I have quite a few blogs and definitely an avid big dreamer. But when it comes to all the deeper stuff, I thought that if we're going to be spending quite some time together on this podcast, I thought it would be great for me to share with you just a little bit more about myself. So why don't we dive in and I will share with you truth number one, which is I am not a perfect parent. So this is a funny one for me to admit because I run a successful parenting blog over at Inspiring Life Dreams that got over a million page views in its first year of launching. And I actually also won the Best Parenting Award back in 2019. So with these little badges of honor, one would think that I have parenting down pat and that I never, ever struggle in this area, which is definitely not true. So for the record, I'm the mom of two teenagers. I have a daughter who is 16 and a son who is 13. And I can assure you that even when I am doing and trying my utter best, neither would ever say that I'm the perfect parent. And even I will admit that no, I'm not perfect, but that is cool and I'm totally okay with that because perfection is never a goal that I have been chasing. I honestly believe that there's no such thing as perfection and that when you expect perfection in life, you are just setting yourself up for disappointment. So to the contrary, I always like to say I am a perfectly imperfect human being just doing the best that I can with the resources and tools that I have at my disposal. Even if this sometimes means that I fall short when it comes to the expectations my kids might have of what a perfect parent is. And the same goes with our own parents. Even if we believe that they fell short when it came to their parenting style and their skills, the truth is they still sincerely did the best that they could with the tools and resources they had at their disposal, even if they were severely limited at the time. So just to share with you a funny story, I actually once asked my kids, what makes a perfect parent? And they replied, oh, they loved it. They couldn't wait to give me the answer. A perfect parent is someone who lets us do and say and wear whatever we want without any consequences. And they also love the idea of having no curfew. Now, I sort of laughed when I heard that answer because as a parent, we understand that even though our kids might think that that is what a perfect parent is, from our perspective, someone that just lets their kids do whatever they want, say whatever they want, wear whatever they want, go out without a curfew, without any consequences, that might not be compatible with our own definition of what a good parent is. Now, the truth is we will all have our own definitions of what makes a good parent. And guess what? We get to decide what we aspire to. There is no one set rule that defines the parameters of good parenting. There's no book out there that will tell you exactly you've got to do this and your children will 100% grow up to be respectful, confident, compassionate and independent. It does not work that way. Even if that is our goal, we need to work to our own personal strengths and adapt to the personalities of our children and maybe even parent each child differently because we've got to work with what we have. And when it comes to our journey, it helps to know in advance that there will be lots of hurdles and obstacles along the way. 
I mean, one of the reasons why I'm so quick to put my hand up and admit that I'm not a perfect parent is because I know it's unrealistic to be perfect at anything in life because perfection does not exist. Instead, I believe that we are all perfectly imperfect human beings. We're just doing the best we can with the tools that we currently have in life. And maybe we need to gain a few more tools before we can parent better. We don't need to be perfect any things in life because when you chase perfection, you set yourself up for heartache and disappointment. And if perfection is something that you're chasing in yourself, then that could be something that your children might think that you expect from them. And this is where I give myself not to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect and neither do my kids. They can be imperfect. They can make mistakes. And that is totally okay. You're giving people permission to be human. And there are some parents out there who think and act as if their kid does everything right and that their precious baby could never do anything wrong, nor could they ever be at fault. And I have to admit that I've never felt that way. And that isn't to say that I don't love my kids because I definitely do. I think they are great and so full of potential and that they will, they're going to do amazing things in their life. It's just that I've always had this realistic as opposed to unrealistic expectation about our humanness in life and about the fact that they are human. They will make mistakes. I never specifically tell anyone that they are perfect because guess what? They're they're human. They're sometimes going to be disrespectful and rude and selfish and greedy. They will all have periods when they're sometimes lazy or upset or whingy or mean to their siblings. Just like adults, right? You will catch just as many grown-ups displaying those same character flaws that you will find in little children and in teenagers because they are just learning. They're learning how to survive in this world and how to do their best. And we all know deep down that we're not perfect. No matter what our age is, we're all aware that we have some shortcomings. So when you place that perfection label on a person, especially on a child, you're giving them a heavy load to carry, this unrealistic expectation to live up to something that they would never be able to live up to. And they probably would much prefer to throw that label away. Because people were born to be real. They were born to be real, not to fit into some cookie-cutter molds of expectations. I mean, if you constantly brag to someone about how perfect your kids are, the truth is you set them up for disappointment. You will increase their anxiety levels. You will blanket them with this underlying feeling of pressure that never really goes away. Because they know intuitively that they aren't perfect. We all have flaws and that's what makes us individuals and that's what makes us unique. We all sometimes lose it. We all have something that we wish we could change and improve about ourselves. We will all have good days and bad days and that is perfectly okay. So I think personally that it's a gift when you tell your kids and your partner and your parents and even yourself that no, you're not perfect, but I love you anyway. And that's really what unconditional love is about. It's giving yourself permission to be imperfect and real and inadequate in areas where you are still learning and growing. You release yourself and others from these self-imposed shackles of expectations that might have previously kept them afraid to make mistakes and fail. It is a gift when we know that it's okay to fail because failing and making mistakes and falling down, that's how we actually learn on this journey called life. So I want to encourage my kids not to be scared to make mistakes, just in the same way that I give myself permission to make mistakes too. I'm just growing and I'm learning. As I get older, there's more that I still discover that I didn't know before. And that's a way that life works. And that is why I've never aimed for perfection, just instead to love myself and others for their imperfections. 
I think really it's important to give people permission to be who they were born to be. And that isn't to say that I don't aim to be a good parent because I do, but I also give myself permission to have days where I recognize that my parenting skills aren't stellar. I understand that if we're facing a new season in life, it's okay for me to be kind to myself as I gain and learn new skills. Because to be a parent to a baby is one thing, and then you have to learn these new skills when your child hits the toddler years. And in the preschool years, middle school and teenage years, and even all the way up to adulthood, we've got to keep on growing and learning and just adjusting to this new phase in our life. And sometimes it's hard work. It really, really, really is. So I've just accepted that we will all make mistakes in life and that's okay. My goal as a parent is to just always try to act with love. And sometimes being loving means having to follow through on consequences that the kids don't like. That might make them really dislike me in that moment. It means having to make tough decisions and never being entirely sure if it was a right decision to make. But trusting anyway that you made the right choice using the tools and resources that you had at that moment at your disposal. It also means knowing on this journey there will be the good days and bad days, but you can still love your kids even when your kids are acting unlovable because that's when they need you the most and loving someone is a choice you can always make on your end no matter how your kids are choosing to behave. It's a choice and you get to make that choice. You're the parent and you can be a good parent without being perfect because as I said many times so far, there's no such thing as perfection. So if you're chasing that, I give you permission to stop chasing unrealistic goals today. Your kids need you to be authentically used flaws and all. I have plenty of flaws, but I've chosen to embrace them. And showing affection is much more important than expecting perfection from yourself or others. So rather than trying to be perfect, tell your kids you love them, kiss and hug them, imperfections and all, forgive quickly, and try not to expect perfection from others either if you know that you have those flaws and imperfections yourself. And there's that famous saying, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But guess what? We've all made mistakes. So before you start to point your fingers, just make sure your own hands are clean. Definitely. We, But we all know that our hands get dirty. We all know that we make mistakes, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. And a lot of parents say that they feel bad about the fact that they are sometimes snappy or that they wish they had done things differently. But I want to remind you that it's just another fact that you are a good parent. When you have that feeling that you wish you had done better, that indicates that you recognize your shortfalls and that you want to improve in areas that you can improve. So that's where it's really important to grant yourself permission to be human because this awareness is necessary before you can actually make positive improvements in the way that you interact with your kids. And when you know better, that's when you can do better. So that was truth number one about me. I'm not a perfect parent by any means, but I always strive to do the best I can every day even though I sometimes fall short and make mistakes. And that is when I really make it a priority to show myself some grace because I'm a human and just the same, our kids will make mistakes and just to be forgiving and understand they are just growing and learning in life. Now for truth number two, my family is what some might call slightly crazy. So for those who don't know, I was this really quiet and meek 
child. So I should probably say that, you know, once upon a time, I actually thought this, it was a really terrible thing to be born into a super loud family. But now I think I am the luckiest girl in the world for belonging to what I think is the coolest tribe of people. When we are together, we are usually loud. We often speak over the top of each other. We always wear our hearts on our sleeve. And especially with my extended family, when we're together, so we play our music really loud, we often break into a dance or a song for no reason. We just, we try to hang out as often as we can together because we sincerely love each other. And when we're all together, it feels like home. So even now, as an adult, my sisters and I are still expected to get together at my parents' place every week for a family dinner. We do it every week without fail. Because right from the word dot, we grew up with the expectation and belief that family comes first. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't always understand how lucky I was to have this family that was quite loud. I just knew that they were different. They weren't quiet and mild like a lot of the families that my school friends had. And being different wasn't something that we really ever aspired to be as kids. I remember visiting some friends and being really shocked at how quiet and peaceful their homes were. And I remember thinking, okay, there has to be something wrong with my loud and crazy family. But of course, I now know there's nothing wrong with it. Families come in all different shapes and sizes. And mine just comes preset at the highest volume possible. Honestly, they're loud. So my parents were these hardworking migrants for whom English was their second language. I actually went to school even not knowing how to speak a word of English, even though I was born here in Australia. So that's sort of really funny. My dad was strict. My mom was constantly cooking. She would try to feed anyone that entered our home. And if a visitor did not leave the house feeling stuffed, I think that she felt slightly offended. And every weekend, our house was filled with visitors. Back then, friends and family would just pop over without having to call in advance. It's not like nowadays where you have to check or pre-book, uh, you know, a get-together. People would just come over and the kids would all play and the men would play their cars and the ladies would chat and we just had so much fun together. And it was only when I was older and I went back to live in this village where my parents were born that I realized, hang on, everyone here is just like me. All our families are the same and we're sort of normal. I mean, now I realize that being normal is just a comparative thing. It depends on who you're with. And if everyone's like you, that sort of starts to feel like it's an okay thing. So that's why I was so happy to discover this. Over there, all the houses were these, you know, little stone houses that were side by side, really close together. When people talked in their homes, you could hear it out in, you know, floating into the village. And the tone was exactly the same as the one that I'd grown to think was a bit crazy when I was growing up. And for an outsider, it might sound like some people are yelling or that there's a fight going on without realizing that everything is perfectly okay. They're probably just having this perfectly normal conversation about the day. Just happens to be turned up three to four notches. And another thing about my family and this village where my parents were born is that we sometimes make fun of each other. We joke around, we make quips, you know, it's hilarious or we think it's hilarious. I imagine that strangers will probably think that we've been a little bit mean, but inside our family, we just get it. We joke around with loving affection. To be in my family, you need to have thick skin. You can't be offended quickly and you need to give as much as you take. So that there is another truth about me. My family is loud. We are never, ever boring. We have so much fun together. We are not the typical quiet and serene family. We have, you know, these nice, quiet conversations. It's not like that, but we have so much fun together. We would do anything for each other. We know that we can depend on each other through good times and bad, thickness and thin. 
and that we really are tied together by this unbreakable bond that's made of love, but sometimes it feels as strong as steel. I could not imagine being in this world without them. They are honestly the best. Now for truth number three. I wasted many years not chasing my real goals. Now, part of the reason that I thought it was so important for me to start this podcast is that I didn't want people to make the same mistakes as I did when I was growing up. And if I can share anything with you that's going to help light a fire in your heart and inspire you to dream bigger rather than just wasting your precious time, then I'll feel like I've achieved my purpose in this world. So some of you guys might know my story. I have always loved writing. In fact, I've published over 20 books now, but I didn't get started on this dream for so long, many years. In fact, I opted to study my second love, which was psychology. And even though that I knew I wanted to be a writer, I let that go. So instead, I went and started this life coaching business. I helped clients chase and achieve their dreams, even though ironically, I was ignoring the one niggling at the back of my own mind. But everything changed for me the moment I had this client who came to me and he wanted this book publishing deal. And that was when I realized that's what I want to do myself. And I'm actually so grateful that he came into my life, that he wanted that book publishing deal and that he made me realize that I had this dream that I had honestly forgotten about and neglected for so many years. That moment was definitely a motivating factor for me, stopping the procrastination, just ignoring the fact that I had a goal that I wanted to achieve and I was doing nothing to bring it to fruition. So that was when I realized I could continue coaching clients to help them get to their goals or I could stop and take some time to work on my own, which is what I opted to do. I started writing and when I set myself that goal, I was writing one book after another. I was finally giving myself permission to dream big. It was so fantastic. But it actually took until I was 40 before I stopped procrastinating and I found my groove and my confidence and I just put myself out there. Soon afterwards, I started my parenting blog. It was really successful straight away. It won that Best Parenting Blog Award in 2019, and I went on to launch three more websites, Dream Big My Friend, Mama Loves Money, and Super Healthy Mama. And it was all because I finally believed in myself. Now, that's not to say that I don't sometimes wonder what life would have been like if I'd actually had the confidence to follow my dreams right from the start. But it is what it is. This is just my timeline, my journey. I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and that my time to live this dream happened later in life. However, I do think if someone had just whispered in my ear years earlier, something like, you can do it, it's possible. Maybe just maybe I would have taken that great leap of faith in myself earlier. So that's why I want to whisper it in your ear now. If you have a dream, you need to act on it. Just start small, believe in yourself, take action because you only have one life to live and there is no better moment than the present to begin living life with more intention and chasing your dreams. If you are feeling stuck, I know that feeling. I was there for so many years, like decades, way too long. That's why I really encourage you to just do what you can to start chasing your dreams today. The truth is I wasted years myself ignoring my real goals. And in retrospect, I would have definitely trusted in my ability and my worth to begin acting so much sooner rather than later. So please, like, learn from my stakes. It is never, ever, ever too late to begin. So now for truth number four. Having a child with a disability has been my most greatest gift ever. 
Now, for those who aren't aware, I have a son with a neuromuscular condition called Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease. It means that he has to use a wheelchair. Now, some might see this as a challenge, but what I would say to that is that we all have challenges in our life. We really do. Ours is just different. For me, having a child with disability has led me to living my days with so much more purpose, passion, and strength because that is the only way to live when you realize how precious life really is. With every situation that you ever face in life, you can choose to look at it as a positive event or a negative event. I mean, that's for situations that you cannot change, but you get to decide the way that you are going to approach that situation. For me, I just personally chose to look at it as a positive circumstance. We couldn't do anything to change it. I was going to make the best of this situation. I was going to allow it to help me become a better person, a better human being. And in the end, these circumstances have have increased my capacity to love and feel compassion for others in a way that I never thought was possible. So early on, I actually had this light bulb moment and it was the day that I realized that, hey, these are the cards we have been dealt with in life. And yes, they might look a little bit different from everyone else's, but I'm going to do what I can to make the best of the cards that I was dealt. So these are the cards that I have, but it's my choice to make the very best of that special hand that we were dealt. There is no point looking to see what everyone else is holding in their hands. Just focus on your own cards instead. I personally believe that something great comes out of every single adversity that you face in life. Every single one. There is always a gem to be found. You need to just let go of the expectations, you know, expecting things to be a particular way and just go with the flow. And maybe the path that you end up on isn't the one you expected to take, but that's okay. Sometimes we need to pivot in life. We need to make the best out of the cards that we were given. And just keep your eyes open to the opportunities that you face. For me, I feel like my eyes have been opened ever since I've been raising a child with a disability. There are so many people that take things for granted, their health, their ability to walk or talk or just every passing moment. For me, it has been a gift and this gift of foresight has only come to be by this exposure to this other world where children don't live these perfect lives. There are kids out there who have wheelchairs and conditions that make them grow sick or maybe they're robbed from that expectation that they're going to live a long and healthy life. It's a truth in this world, but a lot of people don't see it. And rather than feeling weakened by this reality that most people never ever get to see, I'm strengthened by it. It's given me clarity. I feel like I get things now that I never really understood before. Once upon a time, I was like so many people in this world. I was totally blind to some of the important things in life. I used to think that my time was on earth was endless. And now that I know that one day, yes, I'm going to reach my last day, but I don't want to have regret because I honestly ask myself every day, what can I do to make it special? So once again, I see this as a gift and I really appreciate it and has increased my compassion for humans in this world beyond my expectations because deep down humans are all the same. Every single human you see out on that road or in the streets or everywhere, they all bleed when they're cut. They all cry when they're hurt. They all laugh when things are funny. They just want to be loved and understood and accepted for who they are. So if you take anything away from this particular truth, which is one that's dear to my heart, I just want you to know that you have the power of choice. You can choose to look at any situation, even if everyone thinks it's a terrible one, you can still look at it with a different perspective. For me, I chose to make the best out of the cards that I've been dealt with and knowing that if I want to live an amazing life, I can choose that. I can choose peace and happiness on any given day. And I've definitely learned to use it to my advantage.
So now, truth number five, this is the last one. I will always have a bit of village girl in me. So for those who don't know, my parents were born in that tiny little island village in Europe where life was super simple. So back in this village, there's a population of 400. People are frowned upon if they think they are better or smarter than others. Over there, you absolutely need to strip away any pretense and be unbashedly you instead because that is what people will love you for, for being genuine rather than fake, for being honest rather than dishonest, and for being down to earth rather than acting high and almighty. And I think I have always known that even if I was earning billions and billions of dollars, even if I lived in the fanciest mansion ever, or if I was flying around the world on private jets, there would still always be a little village girl in me that would be blissfully happy playing cards with my old friends, you know, sitting by the water or watching a sunset. That deep down in my core, I will always be someone who aspires to live simply. That I understand that you don't need to have much material wealth to be happy. That true riches come in the form of family and friends, honestly. And as they say, you can take a girl out of a village, but you can never take the village out of a girl. But trust me, I wouldn't want it any other way. So there you have it. Five truths that you possibly didn't already know about me, unless you're in my inner circle and you have witnessed my imperfect parenting and you know my slightly crazy loud family, or you know that I waited way too long to start chasing my dreams, and plus my love for all the simple village girl values, because that's me. This is me. I feel so blessed to be able to share these truths with you today on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I will catch you in the next episode. Until then. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend. 